Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode four of Every Day with Ellie. Uh, coming at you live 10 days, nope, just kidding, it's only March 8th, eight days post-birthday. And I figured for this episode, I'm going to give you guys a little peek into more of my brain. And I'm going with 24 lessons I learned by the age of 24. Um, I know I find these pretty helpful ones. They're kind of ones I've jotted down as I've gone. Um, But I hope that you're able to find some that kind of goes with it too. So here goes nothing. So I'm somebody that like super duper gets like sentimental and reflective around my birthday. I like to think of birthdays as like your own national mini holiday. So for me, it's like, it's just a big deal. I really like to celebrate it and reflect on like the last year and everything that's gone on in my life and things like that. So I figured this year I was going to celebrate it with a podcast. Um, So my first lesson, it's my dad's favorite lesson on the face of the planet. And he taught me this since day one of being born. Um, And it's just that there's always room for dessert. Um, Whether it's dessert with your friends, dessert with your family, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever damn time there is for dessert. For me, it's just every single day. Always make the time to have something sweet. There's zero issue with you having a piece of cake. There's zero issue with you eating a whole piece of cake. Make time for dessert. I kind of view it as like, not just in food, but like desserts are the sweet part. Always make room for like the sweet parts of life. You got to make sure that you're having the sweet stuff because that's what's going to make you happy. Lesson two is it's always easier to be a kind person. There's so many people out there that want to be petty and just do little petty things. And it's like, there is zero reason to let yourself get stressed out about mean people. Like, does it suck? Yes, but like, you be a jerk over here. I'm going to go and do my thing over here. Like, it's 10 times easier to just handle a situation with a kind heart Because the only thing you can control in life is your reaction to things. You can't control what is going to happen, but you can control the outcome of the reaction. And that's why just be kind. I get sometimes you're going to blow up, but like it's going to take life off your years to be petty. So stop being petty and just start being kind to each other. Rule, not rule. (laughs) Lesson number three is prioritize your wellness. This is something I really struggled with that I didn't really fully engage in until probably like the age of 21 or 22 so like a couple years ago a few years ago if you don't make time for your wellness you're gonna have to make time for your illness and it took me like running myself into the ground working 100 hour weeks consistently not like here or there like for months in a row for me to realize like I'm not taking care of myself and so Since that kind of point in my life, the last few years, I've really made a point to make sure that I'm taking the time out of each day to do stuff that I want to do and take the time out of the day to move my body and to eat the right foods. Like, am I eating three meals a day? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I drinking enough water? Like just simple things like am I not necessarily going to the doctor regularly, but like, am I on top of my health? Am I aware of what's going on in my body and in my mind and my emotions and things like that? And by making that a priority... I've completely changed the course of where my life is going. I don't feel like I'm ever spiraling or I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know what I want to do. I feel like because I prioritize my wellness, my body in return gives me what I'm trying to get out of it. And I feel like since then I've been incredibly healthy. 
with the exception of getting COVID, but like that's just we're in a pandemic and I work in a school and it was bound to happen anyways. Seriously though, make time for your well-being. Your body and your brain are going to thank you big time. All right, number, what number are we on? I lose track of these things. Good thing I have a list. Ooh, number five, my favorite. Money returns, time won't. I'm somebody, I bust my ass for my money and I take a lot of pride in how much I work for it and how much I make in return. And for me, your money is doing nothing sitting there in the bank, not being spent. Like your money is there to spend. Obviously you have to have your savings for like, when your life hits the fan or when bad things happen but like money that you just have sitting there like that's that's meant to be spent spend it on travel like I'm dead serious everyone's always like how can you go places like oh my god my money will come back I will keep working and making money but my time won't go and take that trip, book that trip, take your five day adventure, go somewhere for a long weekend, screw it, take a whole six months off of work and go and do that trip. Work will always be here. There will never be a time when work is not available. But there's going to be a time, especially like the last year, where travel has not been available. Which am I happy I had all that money in my savings to get me through the last year? Absolutely. My money, my money returns. But all the time that we had in the last year where we couldn't go anywhere, you're not going to get that back. That's a whole year of your life that you just lost. Spend the money, take the trip, and go. Your money's doing no good just sitting there in the bank. Will it do good sitting in stocks? Yes, absolutely. But your time is not going to be given back to you. If you're wasting your time doing nothing, You are given a life that you are not living to your fullest. And that is absolutely not fair to yourself. Go book the trip. And like, especially for all you young 20-something people like listening to this, like myself. We're young. The job you're in now, chances are, is not your forever job. Could it be? Yes. But it might, chances are, it might not be. This is the time that you have to literally say, screw it, pack up your stuff and go and do something like go on a vacation, go on a long term trip, go on a service trip, do something with your time that is going to help you grow. And this leads in perfectly to my next one. Number six, do the shit that scares you. And I don't mean like the stuff that's like wicked illegal that's going to make you like terrified to be a citizen. I'm talking like the stuff that makes you nervous, the stuff that excites your soul. And for me, that's going new places. That's trying new things. But like, take that jump. You're never going to know if you like something unless you try it. So if it scares you, chances are that's something that's going to help you grow. That's a new thing that you've never done before. Whether it's moving across the country for a new job or selling everything you have and packing it all into a van and driving cross country, moving to another country and living your life, going skydiving, hiking a new mountain trail, trying a new class at the gym, like whatever it is that scares you, do the shit that scares you and broaden your horizons. It's the coolest damn thing on the face of the planet. Number seven. All right. Number seven is a good one, and I think it's something that's incredibly more relevant now than it has been kind of in the past, Um, but this lesson is that it's far better to stand alone for what is right than to stand surrounded by wrongs, and especially in a time where we have so much social justice 
things happening right now. The The world is literally changing in front of us. Stand up for what is right because if no one is going to advocate for the people that need it, no one is going to be able to advocate for you. You've got to use your voice when you can to make sure that you are on the right side of history. You are on the right side of what needs to happen. And it doesn't matter if you're standing by yourself. If you're standing by yourself, screw all the people that are standing on the wrong side. I would rather be known for doing what is right than doing what is wrong. If you are not helping to be a solution, you are part of the problem. And that's how I look at things. So for me, I would much rather do the right thing and maybe piss a couple people off than be surrounded by wrongdoings and feel guilty about it. But that's just me. You might think differently and honestly, that's completely okay. But this is just a lesson that I've learned in all of the shit that I have had to deal with. And I've had to a fair share of stuff that I've had to do. And I just find it's always easier to do the right thing. Lesson number eight. I feel like this is like a whole like lesson plan that I'm outlining for you guys. Um, Number eight is overuse the words I love you. And I don't mean like say it to your boyfriend after like two days. It's just weird. But like, if you, if you care about someone, you tell them. Tell your family you love them before you hang up the phone. Tell your friends you love them before you say bye. Tell your students if you're a teacher that you love them because those kids need it more than ever. Tell people you love them. And if you appreciate them, tell them why. People need to hear that and know that they are appreciated and cared for, especially when there is so much stigma around mental health. And people are afraid to say that they're al- that they they feel alone or they're lonely or that they're struggling. When you have someone just be like, "Listen, man, like I'm proud of you. I love you." It makes it so much easier. And whether it's your friend, your significant other, your family, you have no idea if this is going to be their last breath. You have no idea that you're going to make it to tomorrow. And if you're going to have a conversation with someone, that could be your last conversation ever. I would rather spend that telling someone, I love you, thank you, than bitching and moaning about something completely unnecessary. And for me, it takes two seconds out of your day to look at your friend and be like, hey, love you, bye. It's that simple. Just do it because you're not going to want to have that regret and that guilt in your stomach of not saying it the one time you needed to. Like, I'm not kidding. Anytime Abby and I leave the house, we're always like, okay, bye, love you. At the end of the night when we go to bed, it's like, okay, good night, love you. And it's just like, it's the, it's something little like that where it's like, no, like, I love you. You're awesome. I hope you know that and not like you're not by yourself. Anytime I go see my parents, I always, 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 before I leave, will say I love you. If I stop in the house when they're not there, I'll write them a note and I'll always end it with I love you. And it's just tell people you love them. The world needs a lot more love than what there is. And it's so easy to spread. Number nine. Number nine is one that I learned from a person that my dad listens to on talk radio and he's written a book and I've read it and it's all about money and how you can get your money to grow over time and what to do and the steps to take and this is one I took really personally when I was about 20 and it's pay yourself first and I don't mean like okay I'm gonna save all my money and I'm gonna pay myself like no like Put the money that you make each paycheck towards your retirement. Put this money in your savings. Make sure that everything that you need to do is paid for. Like pay for things that are going to benefit you in the long run first. Like I have my 403B set up. I have my long-term stocks and money for my retirement. I've got 
all of my health insurances and stuff taken out of my paycheck before I even see my money. Pay yourself before you get the money so that way you don't even think about it. It's money that you don't even recognize as being taken out. So each paycheck, whatever you get, that's what you have now to use. That's not the money that you have to say, oh shoot, I still have to pay 900 million things. Have it taken out first, pay yourself first, so that way when you get the money, you don't even have to worry about it. And that's just how my brain works. My savings, I put all of it, I put all of it away. My money I make at the pub, I put that right away. Like I make sure that's all set up for what I need. So that way I don't even have to worry about having to pay for other things down the road. I know I'm all set. My bills are all set. My state taxes and federal taxes, everything is all set. And I don't need to worry about it. I'm paying myself in my future so that I'm setting myself up for success. And it's so it's simple little things like stop going to Starbucks every morning. And yes, all of my friends, I'm talking to you guys. We love coffee. We love Dunkin' Donuts. We love Starbucks. If you don't realize what you're doing, that's 60 bucks a week that you could be saving. 60 bucks a week times four weeks in a month. You could save anywhere from 240 to $300 in a month. That's an extra $3,600 a year. Think about that. And that's just all on coffee. Take that money, invest it in yourself, pay it into yourself, and start making your coffees at home, and you magically saved yourself $4,000 a year. Boom. Pay yourself first. Number 10. And is something that a lot of us deal with. Um, it's a lesson I've learned that is incredibly important to me. And it's something I've really thought about when it comes to like chasing my dreams and my goals that I want to accomplish. And it's that the only thing actually stopping you from anything is yourself. Like you are making the conscious decision of making excuses for things. When people are like, oh, I don't get how you work out all the time. Like, oh my God, I work literally all, I work 16 hour days and I still manage to take the 30 minutes out of my day to work out. Like if you can't find 30 minutes of time in your day, then you are working yourself stupid. Like you are working to a stupid degree. Like you are the only reason you're not accomplishing whatever goal you have. If I was to say, what is stopping you? And you say, I don't have enough time in the day. I don't have enough money. Okay, you don't have enough time in the day. Wake up an hour earlier. Don't watch that one hour Netflix episode. Instead of watching six episodes, watch five and use that extra hour to chase after what you're trying to do. You don't have enough money? Maybe try picking up a side business, a side hustle, something that's going to help you get to that financial status. You don't have the means. You can't be making these excuses for yourself. If you want something bad enough, you will do anything in your power to make it happen. And for me, that was a big thing to get through. I didn't realize how in my own way I was until I finally got out of it. And for me, my big thing was I was completely stopping myself from having a healthy lifestyle. And when I started going to therapy and really talking about it, I was able to get out of my own way mentally. And when I got out of my own way mentally, it made it so much easier for me to understand myself and understand the people around me. And I got out of my own way. I stopped stopping myself because I was able to understand and grow from it. 
You've got to make sure that you are not limiting yourself. You are so capable of accomplishing anything in this world. You just have to be willing to outwork yourself each day. Whatever you did on Monday, you've got to work one step harder on Tuesday. And that's all there is to it. You've got to, you have got to stop stopping yourself. You've got to get out of your own way. Number 11. Number 11 is a big one in all of my relationships that I have. But number 11 is friends that hold you accountable are the friends you want to hold on to. I think especially when we're young and growing up, we always think, oh, well, this girl isn't nice to me. This boy isn't nice to me. I don't want to be their friend. And it's like, okay, I, I, I get that. But I mean, like, if they're calling you out on something, chances are it's probably necessary. Like, if you do something that's that's not cool or not fair or or honestly just flat out mean, you should be held accountable for it. There's stuff that I've done that I, that aren't cool things. And my friends are like, Ellie, that wasn't cool. And I'm like, you know, you're right. Or my friends will do something and I'll be like, hey, what, like, why? Why is that happening right now? Why are you letting that situation keep going? And it's something that I just think if you have friends that can call you out on, on your BS or hold you accountable for good things that you do too, I think your relationship is just going to be much stronger and more meaningful. Um, it builds a trust where it's like, okay, I know if I mess up, my friends are going to tell me and I'm going to be aware of it. I'm not going to be blind to my mistakes. I'm going to be told about them and I'm going to re- be able to start recognizing them and learn from them and having the accountable friends. They're going to tell you when you're wrong and you need that. You need to know when you are wrong so you can know how to make it right. You know how to learn from it and grow from it. But also if you do something awesome and it's super cool, your friends should tell you that they should hold you accountable for the good things you do too. Like stop selling yourself short. That is awesome. Like, Having those friends that are going to advocate for you and they're going to advocate for you being a good human and holding you accountable for being a good human, those are the friends that really care about where you're going in life. You don't want the friends that just let you do whatever you want whenever you want. Those aren't good friends. Those are friends that are going to get you down the wrong path. You want the friends that are going to stick with you, stick by you, and make sure that you recognize what you're doing number 12 12 is pretty obvious in my lifestyle but it's just move your body in any way that you can I used to think that you needed to go to the gym for like four hours at a time for something to be effective and then I was just like why what am I getting out of this I'm just overworking my muscles just move your body whether it's a dance party in your bathroom or a yoga flow in the park. Maybe you have 20 minutes on your lunch break and you go for a walk to get some fresh air. Whatever it is, just move your body, man. Moving your body releases endorphins in your brain and endorphins are your happy chemical. And when they say literally movement is medicine, movement is medicine. Get your muscles moving, your body moving, get your brain filled with the happy chemicals in a natural way and you are going to be golden. It's going to be a stress reliever. It's going to be a mind clearer. And you are just overall going to improve your health. Lucky 13. Let's go. 13 is your soulmate doesn't have to be the person you marry. Sometimes it's just the person who helps you feel most alive. And I think especially like for the young people, maybe listening to this, everyone's always in such a rush to find your soulmate. You may never find your soulmate that you think you're going to marry. 
for me, my soulmate's my best friend because we have the time of our lives together and I don't care about anything else in the world. I care about having a good time. And every time we hang out, that is exactly what happens. And for me, that's what makes me feel most alive. This is the person that brings out every positive vibe I could possibly want to feel. And it's not in some like big lovey-dovey, oh my God, I'm going to marry you way. It's in a like, you make my life better and I definitely would not be able to get through this life without you. And you're, you may not be my partner. I don't want you to be my partner. But you are somebody that I can rely on any time of the day, any time of the year, whenever I need you. And that is exactly what I think a soulmate should be. I don't think it's the person that you fall in love with and that you spend the rest of your life with. I think it's just the person that helps you feel more alive each day. Number 14, I think is something that a lot of people kind of caught on to, especially in 2020. Um, And that is to start calling people Literally just call people. It takes you two minutes. I hate texting, but like call someone. If you miss someone, call them up and say, hey, like love you, miss you, what's going on? It takes two seconds. Like I was on the phone today with my aunt just because I haven't talked to her in a couple weeks and I wanted to say, hey, what have you been up to? Haven't heard from you. I think a phone call, especially in a time where we haven't been able to hang out with people that we care about in a really long time, it goes a long way. And it's just an easy way to show someone like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I miss you. I just wanted to catch up and say hi. And it's something as simple as taking two minutes out of your day to call somebody and let them know you're thinking of them. And it's just a gesture that used to be quite forgotten about. But especially now when we have FaceTime and we have phone calls and stuff like that, just take the two minutes and make a phone call. You'll thank yourself later. It's two minutes of your time that you're giving to make someone else's day a little bit better. And it's something as simple as that. Number 15 is incredibly pertinent, especially in this podcast. And number 15 is you don't need a plan because things probably aren't going to stick to one anyways. Um, Usually I come up with a whole plan, which today is, is easy because I have a whole list of lessons. But I mean, like, especially as a teacher, I can have one kid have an off day and all of a sudden my entire lesson has to get thrown out the window. Um, So for anyone that thinks they have an exact plan of what is going to happen in their lives, good luck because chances are things are going to go wrong and things are going to get messed up and your plan is not going to be able to be sticking in one spot and you're going to have to be able to adapt. Adapt and overcome is a very challenging thing to do, but it's something that's a life skill that I think everybody needs to have because chances are your plan is going to go to going to go to poop anyways. So you're just going to have to figure it out. Number 16 and number 17 are really kind of interchangeable, so I'm just going to use say both. Um 16 is say no and say it often, and 17 is say yes and say it often. Um, It's like the movie Yes Man. Have you guys seen that with Jim Carrey? I think it's Jim Carrey. But he basically goes to the seminar and is challenged, like, you have to say yes to everything. And he starts saying yes to all these weird scenarios and getting himself into all of this stuff. And I think that that's something that, like, we all just need to do. And say yes to new adventures and try them 
because it might just be your next best thing. Say yes to the date. It might be the it might be the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Say yes to drinks with a friend because what if that's the last time you ever get to see them? Say yes to the new travel option because one day the world might shut down for the next 365 days and you can't go anywhere anyway. So say yes and say it often, but also say no and say it often and set those boundaries. If you don't want to go do something, you can say no. If you don't want to pick up extra hours at work, you are allowed to say no. If you don't want to go to a party where you're with your friends, but you don't like everyone there, you can say no. Saying no is okay and it's important when setting your own personal boundaries. Because if you don't say no to things, you are going to constantly empty your cup. You are never going to have anything to pour from and you're going to have to fill it up eventually. Just like going back to lesson number three, prioritizing your wellness. You can't pour from an empty cup, y'all. Fill your cup first. So say no, say it often, say yes, say it often. Say yes to the adventures. Honestly, the best day of my life happened because I said yes to brunch. I was asleep after closing the pub and my friends called me and they were like, you want to go to Julian's for lunch? And I was like, I love brunch so much. Yes. So we went and while we're at Julian's, we got a ton of mimosas and one thing led to another. And they were like, you want to go to Newport Vineyards for the day now? And we were like, yes. And we just kept saying yes. And magically that yes got us all the way to a Dirty Heads concert in a rainy night in Mansfield. And it was one of the best days of my life. And it was all because I said yes to brunch. So just say yes, go and do the things. Set your boundaries though and say no when you need to too though. Number 18, this is one that can sometimes be taken the wrong way, but it's for me, the lesson was work hard while you can and play hard while you can. Work hard in a sense of like, don't run yourself dry, but like I'm at a point, I'm 24 years old. I have the time in my life right now where I can work extra jobs. I can work two or three jobs. Like I can work hard for my money to make myself into a spot that I want to be. But I'm also young enough that I can take the time to go and do all of this wild shit that I want to do. If I want to go and move across the country, I can go do that. If my friends want to book some big ball out vacation, like boom, let's do it. I have the time in the summer. Let's go play hard. Like on the weekends, I can still go out and do all my friends. I don't have like a house and kids and husband that I've got to go home and worry about. Like, it's just me. I genuinely can play when I want to play and work when I want to work. And for me, that's a huge lesson that you have to realize. Like if you have the means to work hard, do it so you can play hard later on. I feel like I am zooming through these lessons. So like if you've listened to this point, shout out you, you are a real homie. Lesson number 19 is a huge one for me and it is listen to your body because it doesn't lie to you. Um, Whether you're sick or you're anxious or you have that gut feeling, your body does not lie to you. Your intuition will not steer you wrong. Um, I've had this happen in numerous occasions and I'll just talk about the most recent one. But the week before my most recent ex broke up with me, I was like, I felt super anxious and nauseous and sick. And I was like, something's wrong. I was like, something's off. Kept asking him. I was like, is is everything okay? Are you okay? And it was always, yeah, we're fine. We're great. Yeah, everything's wonderful. And all of a sudden, it was like a Tuesday morning. 
all of my anxiety and fear and sickness left my body. I got this weirdly calm feeling after being over the moon anxious for the entire week. And I was like, oh, I was like, something's going to happen because my whole body just calm, calmed the freak out. It was, I have not been that zen since doing rooftop yoga in Belize. And I literally, an hour later, got out of my last class before my lunch break and I had a text from him breaking up with me and I was like, oh, that's exactly what was happening. My body knew something was wrong before my brain did. Or another example is when I had COVID, something felt off, but I didn't know what. And so I listened to my body and I went and I said, you know, I should maybe just go get a test. And my body knew something was wrong before my brain registered with it. And like your gut feeling is not ever going to lie to you. If your gut feeling about a person is wrong and it's saying this is not a good person, chances are it's not a good person. If your gut is telling you, ah, you really shouldn't be here right now, chances are you should not be in that spot right then. It's just one of those things where you've got to start to learn how to be in tune with your body and understand what it's telling you. So that way you are more aware of when it's telling you that bad things are happening. Because you can be aware of it and all of this stuff, but if you don't take it seriously and actually listen to your body, you are going to screw yourself. Lesson number 20 is to learn to drink martinis earlier in life. If I liked martinis when I was like fresh 21, I would have saved myself so much money. This is not the most serious lesson in the world, but like literally like you can have two martinis and be good for a night. Like mm, all done. And like it's going to save you so much money instead of spending like $7 for 10 Tito's and sodas. Like, oh my God, what are you doing? Just go and get the martini, bite the bullet, drink the martini and be set. Spend less money, drink the drink and have fun. But dessert martinis, those are really good and I thoroughly enjoy them. And like, honestly, I really don't even go out and drink that much anymore. It's something I'm trying to like cut out of my life a little bit. But like martinis are always a good idea. Number 21, we're almost at the end of the list. All right, so 21 is a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow. But 21 is, it's okay to not know. Like it is okay to say, I don't know. If someone asks you a question and you don't know the answer, there is nothing wrong with telling people that you don't know. Especially like politics or like social justice reform, like things like that. Like it is so much better to say, I don't know, let me educate myself more than to make an uneducated statement. So like if you don't know, It's okay if you don't know something or you don't know enough about something, it is okay to say that. You are not going to be viewed as stupid or a lesser human because it's information or knowledge that you don't have yet. It is okay to say, hey, I'm not sure about this. I really don't know what I'm talking about. Can somebody inform me? Can somebody teach me? And It took me a really long time to admit to like not knowing because I always thought like, oh, if if I don't know, then I'm wrong. And it's like, no, if you don't know, you just don't know. It's literally nothing more than that. It's just knowledge that you don't have. 
So like, don't be afraid to recognize that and say that because chances are there's someone in the room that can help you or someone in the room that can educate you on what you don't know and give you tips and tricks to help you understand something. It is okay to say, I don't know. Number 22. Deuces. Two, two, a Number 22 is use your time to do exactly what you want to do. Your free time is your free time. You do not need to be spending it any other way than solely what you want to do. If you want to clean your house on a Tuesday afternoon, do all of that. If you want to lay in bed and do absolutely nothing, do that. If you have free time and you're like, ooh, I'm going to set up a whole schedule today where all I do is everything that needs to possibly get done, do it. Your time is your time. It is nobody else's time. There is nobody that says, oh, mm, that's Ellie's free three hours while joke's on you. That's my time. Absolutely not. That's my three hours and I'm going to spend it doing exactly what I want to do. I had a three hour window today and I decided to work out and film this podcast, record this podcast. I don't even know what the right word is. I'm still getting used to this. But like, that's what I decided to do with my time today. I decided, you know, I'm going to eat my dinner a little bit later and I'm going to take the time to do this for myself. This is what I feel like doing today. So it's what I'm going to do. And honestly, for me, using my time how I want to helps play into my whole like well-being because that's stuff that like now I'm able to do and I'm using my own time to accomplish what I want to accomplish. It's that simple. Use your time to do what you want to do. Number 23 is support your local businesses. I have a ton of friends in the last couple years that have started up their own small business, local companies, and there is nothing that fills my heart more than seeing them be successful. I've had a bunch of friends start up handwriting businesses and photography businesses and clothing boutiques and online thrift stores and local art shops, and it's so damn cool. Like, I don't think people realize when you're shopping local, you are making somebody's dream come true. Like you are helping to facilitate a vision that this person had and help bring it to life. You're also, chances are, going to get 10 times better quality out of that material because it's something that's more hand-picked, hand-selected, handmade. You are actually recognizing the time and effort that gets put into it. And for me, over the last, I would say probably like five years, I have really shifted my whole lifestyle, if that makes sense, into supporting your local businesses. Like, do I love a good trip to Target? Absolutely. But like, if I have the choice, I would 10 times out of 10 rather go to the local farmer's market to get my my vegetables than your grocery stores. Or I would rather go to my friend's boutiques and go and buy their clothes than buy something off of Forever 21 or what's an, what's another store? Freaking Nasty Gal. I don't know. I don't know these places. I buy my bathing suits online. That's all I know. But like, I would so much rather support local. I am bringing something to their life that's helping their visions come true. While in return, I'm getting super quality product. And that's just, that's awesome to me. Like you see the hard work that's put into it. And that's how they're making their living. And it's so cool to support that. Let's take a deep breath. 
we are at the end of the list with number 24. And this is, this is pretty much my everyday thing. Lesson number 24 is you've got to be able to laugh at yourself. And this is one that my mom has taught me from day one. If you're not laughing at yourself, you're doing something wrong. You've got to recognize when you mess up and it's funny. You've got to recognize when you're doing something absolutely ridiculous or something so silly like forgetting an ingredient or a thing of ingredients in your cookies and they come out flat like pancakes. Like You've got to recognize when you mess up and you can't be afraid to laugh at yourself. Life is so much better when you're laughing. And if you can't laugh along with others at yourself or you can't laugh at something that happens to you, you're doing it all wrong, man. Obviously, you can't laugh at everything. Some things actually really do suck. But you've got to be able to just laugh at yourself and laugh it off and let it roll off your back because it is such a freeing feeling to not care if people are going to laugh at you because guess what? Chances are I'm going to laugh along with you because I deserve it. And that is my list. This was a long podcast. This one is like so far almost like 40 minutes. But I'd say that over the last 24 years of my life, obviously I really don't remember the first like five, but like I've really come into my own, especially in my last few years. And I always say, like, when my friends are get getting all worked up about things or comparing themselves to, like, celebrities or others, it's like, you don't realize that your 20s are your selfish years. Like, it's okay to do whatever the heck you want to do. It is okay to be selfish and make choices that are going to benefit you. It is okay to take risks. It is okay to try new things. This is exactly the time that you should be doing that. And if you're not, you are totally selling yourself short for what you can be in this life and what you can accomplish in your life. Um, These are probably your most influential years. I'd say from now until your mid-30s or the end of your 30s. There is so much life that happens in this point that you've got to be selfish and you have got to make this life something that you want. And for me, my 24th year is going to be exactly that. I have huge plans coming up this year. I really don't want to speak them into existence just yet because I don't want to jinx them. But I have a lot of stuff in the works right now. And it's just one of those things where you've got to be selfish enough to make that happen. You've got to put yourself first and say, no, I am making my life something I want it to be. And I hope that all of you guys wake up every day and choose yourself. I choose myself and I would choose you guys for yourselves a hundred times over. Choose yourself, invest in yourself, and make this life something that you want. Challenge yourself, do new things, do it all, and have the time of your damn life while you do it. All right. That's my motivational speech for the day because now, honestly, I'm really hungry and I'm going to go make some buffalo chicken. All right. Peace, guys. See you next time. Probably in a couple weeks. I don't know. Boom. Okay. Bye. Now I'm just rambling. Okay. Uh, Let's shut this off. Okay. Bye.